Hello and good morning and welcome to uh, the first episode of You May Not Like This But. There was going to be an introductory episode written um, which, you know, in, in proper introductions and uh, to-do list perhaps was going to be um, put on. I, it's been very carefully structured and written, but today, and particularly this morning, um, necessity is laid upon me, I feel, to um, talk to you about some scripture that has been uh, placed in front of my eyes this morning. Only three verses. Um, I From John's Gospel, and something leapt out of the page at me and there's no question about it the episode has to begin the first episode has to be sorry this um on these three ver on the third of these three verses let me read them to you it's from the seventh chapter of the gospel of john and it's verses 37 38 and 39 they read like this in the last day the great day of the feast jesus stood and cried saying if any man thirst let him come unto me and drink he that believeth on me as the scripture hath said out of his belly shall flow rivers of living water and there's this in, and this verse is put in brackets. But this he speak of the Spirit, which they that believe on him should receive. For the Holy Ghost was not yet given, because that Jesus was not yet glorified. And that verse particularly the last verse, the last part of that verse, for the Holy Ghost, the Holy Ghost was not yet given because Jesus was not yet glorified. And it struck me forcibly. I honestly don't know. I mean, I have been a Christian. I am an old man now. And I have been a Christ I became a Christian when I was a young man, and it was one heck of a learning process. Trust me, I have been greeted and taken off the path, the the the, the straight and narrow, several times, sometimes monumentally. But the Lord has been gracious to restore me and put me back on the right way. But. I remember something I was told when I was in college. It's about the Gospels. And it was this. Mark's Gospel is a Gospel for young men. It's for, for, for young men. I, I, I should say for young people. For these days, we should say for young people. Um, because it's full of vitality and there's not too much detail it's just getting on and telling you what happened whereas john's gospel 
is a gospel that has been, it's been written by an old man. We know from history that the Ephesian church um, took when John was released from the island of Patmos, where he wrote the book of Revelation. He, he the, the Ephesian church took him in as a very old man and looked after him to the end of his days. We know this from history. It's a historical fact. And most scholars believe that it was during this time uh, uh, that he wrote his epistles, the three epistles, and particularly this gospel. The book of Revelation, incidentally, was one of the first of the New Testament books to be written. Anyway, that's an interesting factoid. But here we have what, what leapt out at me this morning. You see, I am an old man. I became a Christian when I was a young man. And I honestly... And I have to tell you the truth. I honestly don't know how my mind would work or, or even could work anymore. It's, I've gone past the, par, the point of no return years ago. Probably that's why all the attempts to take me off the straight and narrow, many of them recently, never really worked. But I became, but the point is, what I was told about John's gospel is this, that John's gospel is an older man's gospel, is an old man's gospel, because it was written by an old man. And here we have the voice of John, that aging apostle who would die in Ephesus in the care of the Ephesian church, for the Holy Ghost was not yet given because that Jesus was not yet glorified. And by glorified, it's there are two things about Jesus being glorified. Two events, both, uh, you can appreciate this in the, in the narrative of the story. First, there was the, resur the glorious resurrection it changed the world. We haven't got time to, to go into how it changed the world, but it did. It changed everyone. Every single person in the world from that moment could not think in previous terms. Oh, it outmoded everything. Every single thing in the world, as it spread, as the message of it spread in particular, but rumours generally of how it, of it spreading, changed everybody's thinking. You could not think in previous terms. And that was the resurrection. Then there was the small matter of the ascension. Jesus ascended into heaven. I cannot imagine what the resurrection would be like, let alone the ascension. But you see, even that, even that was not yet all. 
what was to come was that the Holy Spirit was to be given. I could, I've got a lot to say on these things, and I wish I could, but uh, the essential message of what really lapped out at me this morning was, is what this episode is all about. Keep in mind that Jesus is now, and it was at the time when John put his pen to paper, and ever and before that, well, the events themselves, and now Jesus is glorified. But think of this. Here is this man, and what he is saying in these words is that in, in these words that for the Holy Ghost was not yet given because that Jesus was not yet glorified. What he was saying in those words is this. You know, you have to appreciate that as an old man and during my lifetime, the world, and before my very eyes, literally, the world changed irreversibly. Because an era ended in my lifetime before my eyes, which began at the fall of Adam. That God took a step back. He was, we're not unconnected with God. I'll give you proof, shall I? We're alive. We're not, God has not, discon no, God has not disconnected us. He's not pulled the plug. We are here. And God, and we are here because God is here. Whether you believe it or not, whether you agree with it or not, whether you hate it or not, whether you love it or not, God is here. And he's in you, and you are in him. It's a natural fact. It's a phenomenon of existence. It's, to use the technical term, an existential phenomenon. But that doesn't change a thing. We had sinned, we had come short of the glory of God, but Jesus came and changed literally everything. That's me, you, and we've, whether we believe or not, whatever we believe, it doesn't matter. It changed. You cannot think. A man came back from the dead. You, nobody can change, nobody can think in the same terms. Now, it's been a long time since that happened. And obviously, we can deny it even happened at all. But they didn't deny it at the time. But right, the Holy Spirit. And what John, the old man, the old apostle, the only apostle, incidentally, that was, not, was, go, that was going to die from natural causes, namely old age, that what you have to conceive of is that there has been, up until the time Jesus ascended into heaven, and the Holy, that the Holy Spirit was given, we can't conceive. I can appreciate that I can't appreciate. I can appreciate, yes, that's right. I can appreciate that I cannot appreciate what it is like to think like an unbeliever. I can't 
think like that. I don't know how to think like that anymore. And John is saying the very same, not the very same thing, but he's along those lines. He is, and this is predominant, and he is saying to Christian believers this, for the Holy Spirit was not yet given. As if to say, can you imagine such a time? You cannot Im but John's readers and his Ephesian friends could not, they, they had to think, yes, during my lifetime, yes, they were, I did not, first of all, I did not believe. Um, let's come to this era, to the, the 21st century. People, there are people who do believe and there are people who don't believe. But even people who don't believe live in an age when the Holy Spirit is given. They, we live in an era when the Holy Spirit is given because Jesus is glorified. And as such, we don't know what the human being, the human species, was actually like. It's that different. It is that different. This is what has come to me this morning, and I am in awe. We don't know what it was like. We don't know what human beings, it's almost like when, it's like looking at, it's the, it's, <laughs> I'm, I'm hesitant to say it, but it's like looking at evolution. Can you conceive that there were people on the there there were there were animals on this planet I'm thinking in Darwinian terms now in that there were animals on this planet that evolved into human beings as we are now. We cannot think like that. We cannot think in those terms. We cannot imagine what those animals were like, which became what we are now. It's that different. We don't know. I mean, this is God at work. And it is glorious in my eyes. If it's not glorious in your eyes, it's glorious in my eyes, okay? It's tough. So I'm not apologizing. Remember the title of this podcast. You may not like this, but, well, you may not like the idea that you are connected to God. But all humankind and all animal kind is connected to God. And all humankind has been affected by the resurrection of Jesus Christ and his ascension into heaven where he is seated at the right hand of the Father where he intercedes for us day and night and the Holy Spirit has been poured out 
I cannot think in terms of what it would be like to not live in this era. And as you continue your day, and as days follows days, and as months follows months, and as years follow years, and you come to that final moment, you will remember this, if you have been listening up until now. All I ask is that is that you join us on this journey to heaven. We have been placed at a higher place than any time in history. The last 2,000 odd years, I remember in one gospel magazine reading about the year 2000, and the editor of that magazine wrote an article in which he said, Abraham, we now stand at the dawn of a new century, and Abraham, remember this, Abraham looked forward as far as we are now looking back. Abraham looked forward to Jesus coming, and we look back at Jesus coming. And it was 2,000 years before Jesus came, the day Abraham started looking forward. And it's 2,000 odd years where we are looking back. We are looking back as far as Abraham looked forward. If you cannot conceive of anything else, Conceive of this. You have been placed, whether you're a believer or not, in a very high place, in a very high position indeed, existentially. And you need to come that extra step. Let me, let me show you how you can. Abandon disbelief. You can't enjoy a novel without this. Just enjoy a novel. Or even a cup of tea or a cup of coffee. You can't enjoy anything. When, you, when, you, when I have my morning coffee, I concentrate. I, it's my favorite time of day. And I enjoy it. I, the world takes a back seat, the rest of the day's business takes a back seat, and I enjoy my morning coffee. Why is that so? Because I have abandoned all other thoughts to enjoy it. You enjoy God by abandoning disbelief. You may say, well, it's fiction. Well, you can that's because you believe that. Believers are called believers because, well, they don't believe that. They believe this. One man, a man, an Englishman, uh, an Englishman in Georgian times in the 20th century, early 20th century, 
said, I think it was Georgian times, it may have been before then, um, around the time of the First World War, just before the First World War, and he, a man by the name of Smith Wigglesworth said, he said, I believe it, oh sorry, I'll start again, he said, the Bible says it, I believe it, that settles it, and he enjoyed God all his life after that. And you can, and there is ample evidence to say, ample arguments and counter-arguments, and I'll tell you the truth, I enjoy those toing and froings, those because that's when, when I was in college, that's what we, I was particularly trained for. I was trained to argue against Christianity, argue against every single thing I believe, and I took it to the cleaners, I can promise you. But when you come to that point, when you abandon disbelief, The Bible calls it the glory of the Lord shining upon us. Abandon disbelief and call upon the Lord. We have been separated from fellowship with God, not from the life of God, from fellowship with God and friendship with God and right standing with God because of sin. I could go into all these things with enormous detail. But that I'm just stating the plain truths as they stand. We have been separated from friendship and right standing with God because of our sins. But now a way we have all, all humanity has been placed in a higher place we're not saved, we're not saved. We have to come to him, abandon our disbelief and believe on the Lord Jesus Christ. Yes, as the Son of God and also my personal Savior. If you can do those things, if you are willing to concentrate on those things and read your Bible like you believe it, and find a church that preaches the Bible like they believe it. There are many places that don't, but find one that does, and find people that will welcome you. you will life will not be the same, and before you know it, like myself, you will realize that you have passed the point of no return. And you'll wonder, how did I ever get on without this? How can I imagine a time when the Holy Spirit was not given? Can't conceive of it. And I can't conceive of what it would be like to, be an, to not be a believer. God bless you, and thank you for listening. And I hope you enjoyed this little podcast, and I hope you'll tune in for more. Um, they will be very different. There is also, you may wish to know, a written blog by the same title, 
you may not like this, but dot blogspot dot com. And there is also uh, a YouTube playlist under the channel. You may not like this, but I put all these things for your help and your blessing. But please find a church that preaches the gospel and join it and walk with us. You don't walk alone. No one walks alone on this journey. God bless you again. Thank you for listening. Look forward to you tuning in for more. And I look forward to things leaping out at me. I look forward to the Lord laying things on my heart which I can't wait to share with you like this morning. God bless you. We have to say goodbye sometime. This has been quite a, a message, hasn't it? Thank you. Bye for now.